This program is paid for by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the values or opinions of 91.5 KUNV or the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Morning, Las Vegas. It's Zandra Pollard with It's Where I Am. Today, my guest is Crystalyn Hernandez. She is the president of the Depression Bipolar Support Alliance. Now, Crystalyn has been diagnosed as a bipolar, and she'll get into that. And she's also going to educate us about the peer support group that she's involved with. So, good morning, Crystalyn. Thank you for being here. Hi, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I, I thought it was so important that you were on the show because a lot of us deal with mental health issues in our family. And I've been going on and on about wellness, you know, and it's yeah. been a great time. But, you know, it's time to get in some of the illnesses that we come across. And so you were willing to talk about your diagnosis. So can you tell us about what it is to be diagnosed as bipolar, and what is that? Well, bipolar, it means that you're on a spectrum. You have a spectrum of emotions from going very happy and elated, what we would call mania, and going to the other extreme, the other pole, if you wish, of a very low depression. Okay. And there's there's different types of bipolar. You, You'll hear bipolar NOS, bipolar one, bipolar two. Right. And it just kind of means like kind of where you are on the spectrum. Do you mainly have a lot of highs? Do you mainly have a lot of lows? Or, you know, are you more in the middle? Do you have just a little bit of highs like bipolar two? I'm bipolar one. Um, Some people consider that the worst one Uh because. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because there can be some um, pretty severe manias or or depressions that have have landed me in the hospital before. Yeah, I've been there. Well, you know, um, I'm pretty familiar with bipolar disorder um, as it runs in uh, my family. But the thing that I've noticed is that a lot of people now want to diagnose others that are not professionals and say because you know, they're not satisfied or happy with their mood, that they're bipolar. Right. Yeah. Really, you know, really you need to be diagnosed by a professional. Um, Again, it's a spectrum. So you could be sitting there and thinking, um, I'm having these mood swings. I'm really happy one day. I'm really sad the next. So maybe I have bipolar. But no, it's it's not the, oh, you're bipolar because you changed your mind. Right. Some people will say, oh, I want to drink wine. Oh, no, I want to have a soda. So, oh, I'm so bipolar. That is not it. <laughs> yes, yes. So, you know, I had a friend speaking of people trying to diagnose others. Um, I, I mentioned that because I had a friend who told me one day we were having a, a, a really bad argument. And she kind of twisted the argument and 
basically, she just came out and said, I'm a genius. And I was like, no, you're, you're not a genius. But um, anyway, so they do have a survey that you can take online if you kind of think that maybe, you know, like, what if you're wondering, am I bipolar? You know what I mean? Like the one who thought she was a genius. Like maybe I should have emailed her. And, you and you'll find that most of those surveys online um, say to print this out and bring it to your doctor. Right. This we're only saying that you know I I I don't <laughs> I have nothing to do with the the survey people, but but I'm just saying they they even tell you take it to your doctor. Right. We we don't want to tell you. We don't want to diagnose you. Layman, the internet shouldn't be diagnosing you. You need to be diagnosed by a professional. Right. And, and bipolar, a lot of times, it often means medication to help you balance those mood swings. Okay. So, of course, you need to see a psychiatrist, a licensed physician to get the medication that you may need. You know, interesting you bring up medication because, you know, often I talk about, um, you know, marijuana as it is legal in Nevada and the effects of marijuana and people who are, you know, taking medications for mental illness. Now, sometimes, you know, it's not the greatest idea to smoke marijuana because it can put you into psychosis, right? Like, can you explain more about that? Like, the oh, oh yeah you, you know there, it's it's becoming so widespread and uh accepted and there are doctors that are prescribing it um well, you know but um as far as uh people that are susceptible to psychosis mm-hmm. it can i am not a doctor <laughs> but but from my experience and just some research that i've done um yes it it can cause psychosis or make psychosis worse one time I was, I was in the hospital and a young man, he was in his early 20s, and uh, he was using marijuana. And I guess he had marijuana psychosis is what they told him. And he actually stabbed himself <gasps> three times. He had to be hospitalized for like two weeks and then go to From the smoking psych- a psychiatric joint. hospitalization. And then what happened? And, and then... He had to be hospitalized medically, okay. you know, for the stabbings uh, for like two weeks, and then he had then he had to go to psychiatric hospitalization. Oh wow! Yes, from smoking so a it, joint. So it can be very detrimental. It mm-hmm. it doesn't happen with everyone, and you know, some people say that it helps them. Um, some doctors would tell you that it helps them, right. but other people it doesn't, and it can be very detrimental, very scary. So make sure to talk to your healthcare professional. Uh, don't take it upon yourself to just hit the joint, okay? Uh, now, Crystalline, <laughs> I want you to explain to us more about DBSA, which is, again, Depression Bipolar Support Alliance. Tell us about it and how can others get involved? Yes, uh, DBSA Southern Nevada is the uh, local branch of the national DBSA nonprofit organization. Okay. Our actual local branch of Southern Nevada is a Nevada 501c nonprofit corporation also. But um, we are the local branch. We service Las Vegas, Henderson, and the Reno Sparks area. Okay. Um, We have uh, weekly meetings, weekly Zoom meetings. Um, We have a 24-7 chat. 
the Zoom meetings actually are facilitated by volunteers. So it's all all volunteer, all peer peer led support meetings. Um, then we have the supplemental chat where people can get on 24 seven and talk to other members. Um, there are quite a few people on the, on the chat right now. We have uh, over 150, not everyone gets on all the time, but people, people are busy on the chat. Um, in the meetings and on the chat, we provide a mental health education. Um, we will bring in doctors for um, as guest speakers sometimes. Okay. Um, what else do we do? We're, we're open to the public. We, it's not just if you have bipolar depression, of course you're going to, that, that's what the group is tailored for, mm -hmm. people with bipolar and depression. But we've had other people that just want to learn more about bipolar right. um, come to the group. We've had um, people, students from UNLV come to the group. We've had uh, support people come to the group. Sometimes if we have a large support um, person population, they will have their own separate group to t talk about their own separate issues and the support that they might need. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, because, you know, I um, I attended a few meetings over the years um, as a support member, and uh, I learned quite a bit, you know, and it helped me. Well, it helped me to be able to understand and deal with, you know, issues, you know, w with friends and family that I wasn't equipped to. And my understanding is that peer support or peer-led groups are a great addition to therapy, right? Right. We, we, we'd like to say that we bridge the gap between the person that has no support at all mm -hmm. and the therapist or the, the professional, the um, maybe psychiatrist, if you will. Okay. But um, we are there in between times uh, when you don't have your therapy appointment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be months out. Um, we are there when you don't have your psychiatrist appointment. Of course, we're not um, doctors and we don't tell them what to do with the medication. But if somebody needs support and says, I'm having these side, effect, side effects from and the And they're meeting and talking we, with people. It's becomes, it's relatable, right? Right. We're all peers. We're all going through this a similar thing. Right. And if we're not going through it now, we probably have been there. Right. And if, and if, we haven't been there and we're not going through it now. We're going to go through it later. Okay. You know, it, so it's good information for everybody to just share. We share coping strategies, you know, that we've learned from our therapist. Okay. Um, we find uh, books um, that are used that, by therapists and just pull out good information to share with the group. And of course, we share our own stories. So now how many um, attendees do you have? Well, it's usually less than 10. Okay. As I said, we have about... Because of now because of COVID, you know, it's not in person anymore. So Right. We, we had, oh, we, prior to COVID, we had three groups going. We had a Henderson group, a Las Vegas group, and a Reno Sparks group. Okay. We were meeting... I believe it was four, if you count all those, it was four times a, a week. We had two times a week, just the Las Vegas group and one on Saturday when COVID 
first started and then we had to scale back. But, you know, from working in the mental health um, field, I know that it's really difficult to get people who are depressed, especially into groups and their therapy meetings. So the Zoom meetings are helpful because you can do it from home. That is true. Um, More people are um, getting on and using their computer and doing therapy over the computer. And I think we just need to get the word out. And thank you for having me on the show because we are there. It is a service for, for the community. And uh, um, I, I hope people come and, and attend. And, you know, the people that do attend, uh, we have success stories, you know, and we're not the only ones there. Of course, we're, we're just the link in the support system. Mm-hmm. Or the the peer support, and we've had people that um, are were struggling, struggling at work, struggling at home, struggling to get out of the house, and it, with DBSA peer support meetings, they came out weekly. Now they can come on Zoom weekly. They can go on the chat and meet people. 24 well, like seven. you said, 24-7 is accessible. Yeah. So why don't you give us that information so that anyone who's out there and listening would like to speak to someone in the peer support group or be involved? Yes, please go to our website. Um, it's DBSA. Southern Nevada. <laughs> I remember DBSA Southern Nevada this time. Southern, so, sorry, Okay. org. That's our website, and it has the MeWe information there. And if you have any problems getting on the MeWe, you can contact MeWe or contact the number provided. And also, um, once you get on MeWe, then you get the Zoom information. We'd like everybody to be registered on MeWe so we can send out um, announcements. So wait, what is MeWe? MeWe is just the chat platform. Okay. We're able to we're able to post things. It's a text, like the old school text chat, okay. Okay. like you put on your phone. But it's um, I guess you could call it some. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to compare it to something else. But but um, it's a chat, and you get registered, and then you get notifications when people are on there chatting. Okay. So someone might go on there and say. You know, I'm thinking about going to the park, but it's just really hard to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Someone else might get on the get on there and say, "You can do it. We're here for you." You know, what do you need? How can I help you take that step out the door? And we're there for each other like that. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, what is? Can you spell the MeWe uh, site? Because we don't just know MeWe for MeWe, oh, so it's M E M E W E. Okay. dot com okay. and our and you would do backslash dbsa backslash join okay and that's how you would you would get to our site on uh the com. so start out with me we and that's yeah. m as in mary e w e what's the rest dot dot com com slash dbsa slash dbsa support alliance uh-huh. dbsa in- slash, oh, <laughs> okay. Wait, one more time. Mewe, M-E-W-E dot com slash, go ahead. DBSA slash join. There you go. 
There we go. So if you or someone you know uh, is diagnosed as bipolar or you want to learn more about it, uh, hit up MeWe and get started there. And I would just add to that, Sandra, it's not, it's not just for bipolar. Anyone suffering from depression or bipolar is welcome. So we have people that are diagnosed with... Hell, I've been on there. Uh, I've been on their way and you were you were teaching one time you were giving yeah you were facilitating and I learned a lot like I even printed out the information I was sharing it with other people I mean it was very valuable so yeah thank you Sandra yeah we, we really try we try to get out the information um our facilitators you know, uh, uh, we always try to get new facilitators, but the experienced facilitators have been doing this for going on 15 years. But you have a background. I, I want to talk a little bit about your background. So you have a background in psychology yourself, right? Well, I have never worked in psychology. But you have a master's I, in psychology. I, I have the I have education in psychology. I have a bachelor's. In psychology, okay, and I went on to get a master's in educational psychology. So yes, I have some background, I have some some knowledge, but it wouldn't um, transfer to like clinical um, uh, therapy type uh, experience. Right, but that but that's probably why you facilitated the meeting so well because of your oh, background. Thank you. Right, so. <laughs> Uh, if I could ask you, because, you know, I, I want people to know that they're not alone and I want people to know that, you know, your your story is also relatable to someone else. It's not always just you. Right. So how did you first discover that you needed to seek out psychiatric services? Oh, wow. OK. And how long ago was that? Because you said, oh, wow, like it was a long time. Oh, wow. Time. Okay. Yeah. When, well, you know, I, I think the same as most people. Once you are diagnosed, you start looking back okay. and saying, oh, wow. That's why. I was doing that when I was 10. You know? Okay. <laughs> so, 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 you know, it, it was probably there for quite a while, but I wasn't diagnosed until um, 2009. Okay. So I was 38, I think. Oh, I just told my age. So <laughs> So, but what was that like? Like, okay, so you go to the psychiatrist's office, you're filling out the questionnaire, right? And they come back and they say, ma'am, we're going to diagnose you with X, Y, Z, right? Oh, did not happen that way at all, Zandra. Okay. How did it happen? Tell us. Okay. All right. Um, I was having some social anxiety. Okay. And I went to the psychiatrist. I thought, yeah, because of my job, I had to go to court for my job. So I I needed to perform. I needed to act for so my job. Your job being you were a lawyer, correct? Yes, I was working as an attorney at the time, yes. Okay, and you had to do your, what is it called when they do their opening statements and all of that? Right, right, trial. trial. I had to um, prepare for trial. Okay. And be able to, to speak in public before a judge, before other attorneys. Okay. And um, as any, you know, anyone would be, uh, you know, I was nervous. Right. And um, I had some social anxiety. I went to a psychiatrist thinking that... Um, they could help me with that, give me some tools. 
you know, something to help me. Mm-hmm. And uh, just talking, starting to talk to someone, opening that conversation about who I am, what I've experienced, well, you know, all that opened up so many other things. Okay. And um, I have a lot of trauma in my background. Okay. And when the traumas came up, it affected me severely mentally to where I went into a very bad, deep depression. Now, my doctor originally diagnosed me with major depression, which happens with a lot of people that are bipolar okay, because they haven't seen the mania yet. So I was diagnosed with depression and I, I continued to be depressed. We were trying to find medications that would help me. And one medication, uh, a uh, antidepressant, sent me into a manic episode. Okay. And since then, I've had, had more manic episodes. But that manic episode, that was the key that told my doctor, this isn't just depression. And not just. Depression is can be very severe. But it's not only depression. It's bipolar. Okay. Yeah. But what I would really like to, to share with you is is how I ran across DBSA. Well, we're getting there. Yes. Oh. Go ahead. If you want to fast forward, go ahead and fast forward. <laughs> and after you tell me how you got to DBSA, you can also let us know how DBSA has helped not only you, but others. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, so I, I just found DBSA on the Internet. It was, it was really old school back then. This was um, 2010, and it was a very old website. And it was a little um, intimidating, a little daunting, thinking about going to a psychiatric hospital for a meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, I built up the courage. And I, I, anyone that's been to DBSA knows that feeling. Um, but I built up the courage. I went to the meeting. And I tell you what, everybody was just so welcoming. And I heard stories from other people that really resonated with myself that, that said, Oh, I'm not alone. They, they've gone through, I've gone through that too. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I, I can hear what they did, their success story, what their outcome, the positive outcome mm-hmm. and give me a kind of a roadmap of how I can navigate things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a DBSA really helps people do. That's awesome. So did you want to tell us um, about any community projects that are coming up? And then after that, I do want to know about your LLC uh, with the veterans. But let's continue on with DBSA. Let's wrap up DBSA and what they're doing with community outreach. Okay, yeah. We have this project we've been working on. we had this idea in 2020 to bring DBSA groups into the inpatient mental health setting. And now the way we want to do that is get our facilitators, peer support specialists certified. Okay. And, and then um, do groups, do DBSA groups in the inpatient setting only with the inpatients. Not not okay. bringing other people from the outside in, 
But having that group in the inpatient, because in inpatient, if you've ever been there or heard about it, there's several groups. Patients go to groups. Okay. But on the weekends, there's there's not many groups, and it can be very boring. <laughs> the day can be very long. Okay. And so a lot of people like going to the groups. So I would like to bring it in probably on the weekends, um, but maybe during the week too, and do a DPSA group and bridge that gap and say, hey, you're inpatient. This might be the first time that person has any contact with mental health community. Right. And so so we want to um we want to um give them the support there in the inpatient setting, then give them the information so they have continued support when they come out. Absolutely. So they have DBSA's information and they've already met somebody in the group. That's exciting. So have you are you've already started this process and you can't name the hospital yet or what's up with that? Uh, no, we don't have the hospitals in line. What we need okay. to do first is get peer, peer support certified. Um, okay. That does cost money. Um, we have a GoFundMe page and that information is going to be up on the website. We need to um, get it all, all set the way we want it. And then we're going to put on the website. It'll be up. I think you're putting it up for me also. It's where I am. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as she mentioned, it will be on my website. It's where I am.com. There will be a link where you can connect to DBSA of Southern Nevada and also your website. So let's talk about that. Uh, okay. Oh, great. I as we're running it. out of time, because I want to make sure that you tell talk about what your project and what you're doing and the importance of it. Okay, let, let me um, uh, let you know real quick. Um, I'm a veteran. I'm a Gulf War and a disabled veteran. And my family and I came up with this idea to um, come up with a business to help donate and help homeless veterans. Awesome. So we just wanted something fun, something um, to support the community. And we're just, we're, we're selling veteran merchandise with Vegas style. Okay. okay so it's, it's Las Vegas swag, Vegas vet swag, LLC. Um, but it's, it's veteran merchandise. Vegas. And, and so the most important part is that part of those proceeds goes to the VA hospital, correct? Right. Right. 10% of all the sales go to the um, VA homeless services program okay. here right. in Las Vegas. And uh, we were actually in April able to make a substantial donation to the homeless services. Awesome. We were very happy about that. And we, we hope to do, do more in the future. We'd love to do one for winter. But um, next year, that's the long-term goal for sure by next year. Awesome. Well, I love you and I appreciate you. I thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us, um, giving us information about DBSA of Southern Nevada and also Vet Swag Las Vegas. Vegas Vet Swag. Darn thank you. Uh, Vegas. Thank you so much for having me, Sandra. It was great. I had so much fun. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad you're here. So, hey, everybody, in case I didn't get it right, you can go on my website. It's where I am dot com. And all of that information will be there under guests. Uh, you can click on Chrysalis picture and that information will be there. 
Also on the resource page, the information for DBSA will be there as well. So anyhow, as you know, I'm here every second Saturday of the month at 8.30 a.m. It's where I am. Bye.